Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. So Julie and I have a question for all of you. Do you want to be in at least the top 1% of all real estate agents in the United States, maybe even on planet Earth? Is that something you aspire to be? What does that actually mean? More importantly, what will it take for you to make that happen? How long will it take? What does it mean for you to be in the top 1%? You know, What is the profile, the psychological and financial profile that's someone that's in the top 1%? But most importantly, really what you want to know is how the heck did they do it? So that's what we're going to be talking about on today's podcast. We've got quite a few points. We're not sure if we're going to get through all of them. How many, how many points did you write? I think there's 12, but we'll see how it goes. Right. It could be bonus points too, if we're warned. Now we're going to, we will do our best to get through all 12 points. But if we don't, remember the notes from today's podcast are in the show description, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, whatever. And also waiting for you in the show description is a link to join Premier Coaching. And all of you, most of you are regular listeners. Most of you have already joined Premier Coaching, but for the three or four of you that have not yet joined Premier Coaching, you can do so now. The link is below in the show description. If you're over on iTunes, just you know, scroll down. Obviously, YouTube, Spotify, everywhere you can possibly listen to a podcast or watch a video, you are discovering our content. We have over 5,000 past podcasts and videos. I think we're up to like 2,000 now. Mm -hmm. But bottom line is, join Premier Coaching. That's going to be your big takeaway. You're going to feel motivated and excited and ready to get into action. And the action item that all of you need to be doing is obviously join Premier Coaching. The link is below. You can join Premier Coaching now for free. That's right. Costs you absolutely nothing. And that does include a daily semi-private coaching call with a Harris certified coach. All right, Julie, let's jump right in. Yes, that's right. So what's the difference between the best and all the rest? Well, everybody has struggles and challenges. That's called life. How you deal with those challenges makes all the difference. So today we're talking about how to embrace the habits of the most successful, the top 1% of agents and brokers, and how to adopt those practices every day into your daily life. You can be the most successful real estate professional possible when you follow a few simple but powerful steps. It's easy to make excuses about success. You could easily convince yourself that successful people must have some outsized advantage over the unsuccessful. That's similar to saying the rich versus the poor excuse. They were born with it, they inherited it, or they must be doing something to cheat the system to take advantage of others. But in fact, none of that is true. Nope. It's all about how they handle the same struggles in life that you're likely dealing with. Successful people, successful agents were just like you at one point. There's no such thing as an overnight success. So what does make them different? What were the steps that have gotten to them to where they are? And let me interject something here. So in life, there are people that have more advantages over others. That's just the way it it goes, right? Some people are born on third base. Some people are not even born near the, you know, the ball field. I get it. But the reality of it is, is in real estate, most people in real estate, we all come at real estate with sort of a, frankly, there's not a lot of us that are getting into real estate with a big, you know, chest full of gold, right? We Pe certainly didn't. We didn't, no, <laughs> absolutely not. We had a negative chest. We did. Most people, when they get into real estate, 
they're coming from uh, looking for another source of income. They're maybe looking for a bridge from a job or a career path that they don't like. Maybe they're retired and they're looking to do something else. There are very, very few people who've gotten into real estate since, I mean, Julie and I've been in the real estate industry for over 25 years. It's incredibly rare that you run into someone that says, when I grow up, I want to be a real estate agent. This is a a career path that people discover, fall into, or fall back into. So the moral of the story is most of the your competitors in the marketplace have come to real into real estate industry with basically the same profile as you. Now, if you are trying to get into another, let's say for example, we could use athletics for example, mm-hmm. or really, I mean, if you wanted to work at Goldman Sachs or something like that, there are all different forms of hidden competition things that you prank in most cases, won't even be aware of. Nepotism. Maybe you're trying to get your kid into Harvard. Well, it turns out that getting into Harvard is a lot of politics and maybe you're, you know, it's a generational thing because your grandfather went there and that kid's automatically going to get in even though the grades, you know, you guys get all these things. For the most part, most of the things in life that you compete with, you are competing against people that have an unfair advantage. Not really true in real estate because most people come into real estate with essentially the same set of advantages and disadvantages. Some of I've coached people that have graduated from Ivy League schools. I've coached people that have been fighter pilots. Julie's coached people that were uh, in, you know, basically training to become astronauts or they were retired neurosurgeons and all kinds of different things. You would think those people would have an advantage over like, say, for example, uh, Julie and I, prior to being in real estate, were in college and we had a car cleaning and detailing business, right? You would think they would have an advantage, but they don't. In terms of actually selling, it really does come down, selling and essentially selling, uh, uh, a lot of homes for a long period of time, it comes down to a set of skills that all of you can adopt, no matter your age, no matter your ethnicity, no matter your preconceived notions about your natural talents, skills, and abilities. Real estate, and the reason we love this industry, one of the reasons we love this industry so much is because if you're willing to put in the effort you can actually, you actually have an equal, it's an equal playing field to everyone else. Now, here is where you actually can get an unfair advantage, no matter, frankly, where you are uh, skills wise, what you, what you bring to the industry is where you sell real estate. So, and Julie's going to get into her finer points now. So if you want to know how to make the most money in real estate, apply what Julie's about to share with you in a market where the sale price is really high. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that, right? Okay, so uh, we have noticed a few things about the best, most successful agents, real estate professionals. We've been doing this for a very long time. So point number one, my note takers, get ready to sharpen your pencils. Successful real estate agents feel the same fears. They feel the same struggles and they have the same challenges that everybody else has, but they don't let themselves be paralyzed by it. They use those emotions and thoughts and feelings to motivate them into action. They turn it into energy. There's an old uh, saying that says, when you pray, move your feet. So it's okay to feel that, you know, that frustration and your struggles and your challenges, but don't let it cause you to do nothing. Instead, turn it into action. That is a specific trait that the most successful agents have. Make mental note of whenever you're feeling fear. Make mental note. And I'm not saying to you know try to manifest more of it by analyzing it or no. figuring out why you feel that way or any of this other sort of pseudoscience stuff. Just make note, monitor yourself. And when you internally are feeling fear, any kind of level of fear, or you're feeling just some sort of emotional unease or disease for that matter, write it down. Write down that, okay, or make note of it at the very least. Again, don't try to decide why it started some way or what manifested or just whatever. Just make note that you're feeling a certain way that's not causing you to take the actions that you know you need to take in order to become the agent that you want to become. 
And then when you do feel that way, once you've recognized that emotion uh, that's essentially bubbling up inside of you, then you need to observe it. And then you need to decide whether or not you're going to allow that emotional that emotional wave that's hitting you to dominate your actions. So if you're feeling a bunch of fear, or if you're feeling a bunch of anxiety, and you're feeling like maybe right now you're starting to think about feeling fear and feeling anxiety, so you're starting to manifest it, don't think about it. Don't empower it. Just observe it. And then when you start observing that, what happens is immediately you have control of it, and then you can choose what uh, power it's actually going to have and what happens next. That is 100% the way that you overcome the things you're fearful over. Notice that you're feeling fear over something, observe it, then you become in control of it. Otherwise, what happens is it starts growing like a weed inside inside of you and then it takes over your actions and then you find yourself being in fight or flight mode and most people go immediately into flight mode, which means you take no action, which means essentially you start to fail. Well put. All right. Point number two, successful real estate agents and brokers own their success or their failure every day. They use the mantra, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. That works both ways. If they didn't take a listing, they found out why and made the commitment to themselves to not let that failure happen again. John Wooden said, you can make mistakes, but you're not a failure until you start blaming others for those mistakes. Now, how does this manifest in coaching? One of the things I have my coaching clients do is keep a listing journal. They write down when they won, how they won, why they won. They ask, I'm just curious why you decided to choose me versus the other agents you spoke with. When they lose, find out why you lost, write it down in your journal. Some of them write down occasionally, I forgot to ask for the business. I didn't close. Or they might say, I left the door open for somebody else because I delayed before asking for the business. Or a lot of other things. Lots we, of other things. I mean, there's a lot of little, there's really, realistically, when we're teaching you to be really, you know, ninja level uh, listing agents, there's a seven step process that we have you yes. follow. And when we're coaching you, like when Julie's, you know, has one of her elite coaching clients, if any of her elite coaching clients go on an appointment and they don't take the listing, it doesn't take long to sell, to help them self-discover through coaching and asking them questions that they didn't follow the system. They avoided something. They didn't ask it's a question. It's always one of the seven steps. And, and what it is almost always too, Julie, is they're avoiding asking questions that they in their minds think could that, that could result in the seller rejecting them, which would mean they wouldn't have the appointment and they wouldn't take the listing. Exactly. Or they didn't know they were competing or something like that. They didn't know that the spouse was talking to somebody that was a realtor they golfed with every weekend. Right. And so you didn't ask all the questions. You didn't pre-qualify them. Why? Because you're fearful that the seller would somehow just decide, well, you know what, since Bob is coming over and you know Steve plays golf with him over a weekend, we don't need... No, you, you're essentially by trying to avoid rejection and enjoy, because you're feeding your fear monster, you're actually manifesting the results of those things, which is loss. You guys understand conceptually what we're saying? It all comes down to the very basic idea that whatever you're avoiding the most is where your growth needs to be. So when you find yourself avoiding a proven system like our coaching program, when you, and even if you're enrolled, if you find yourself avoiding following the coaching program, if you find yourself avoiding asking all the pre-qualification questions, sending the pre-listing pack, like we prescribed to you, uh, going on the listing presentation, following our listing presentation. When you find yourself avoiding that, you've got to ask yourself, why am I avoiding a proven path that will get me not just the end zone, uh, but my championship ring more often than not? Why am I avoiding following a proven path? And be really honest with yourself. Is it just because you're being lazy? Could be. Why are you giving yourself permission to be lazy? Is it because ultimately why? It, what's the heart of it? What's the root of it? 
And, and then what you're going to self-discover is there's really nothing rational that's keeping you away from asking those questions of yourself and taking the correct actions other than the fact that you really, at the essence, you are not yet to the point where you're emotionally and your business maturity is in alignment with the shortest path of the mountain. The shortest path of the mountain is always following somebody else's path. The hardest path is always trying to create your own path or do it your own way. Doing it your own way, what's the probability of your own way resulting in any kind of sustainable success? Zero. That's the reason that the people follow the proven path to the top of the mountain. That's what coaching is all about. Hopefully that resonates with at least some of you. Hopefully. We'll find out, won't we? Okay, so point number three, successful agents understand that success is actually incremental. They celebrate the small victories because they know that when those victories are accumulated, they add up to bigger successes. So take, for example, at Grizzled Veterans, I'm talking mostly to you who have a big past client list. You know, because when we survey you, you always say the same thing. Biggest mistake I'm making right now, not talking to my database. People already know, love, and trust me. But you've made it out into your head to be this monumental thing that you've got to create some elaborate systems. When in fact, the top producing successful top 1% agent says, you know what? I do talk to my database all the time, but I know today I'm super busy, but I'm going to make at least one call today. And tomorrow I'm going to make another two calls. And those are going to accumulate. And I'm going to learn to do that every single week because I know that that's what it takes versus saying, you know what? Someday, maybe next year, I'll buy some system that'll drip on them and I won't have to do anything. Well, it's the, you know, one of our, I think, uh, pivotal, one of our, our most critical pillars of our coaching business. If you want ever increasing levels of success in your business and personal life, You've got to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Think about the elements of what I just said. Ever-increasing levels of success in your business and personal life. How many of you believe that there's no such thing? How many of you believe that your life has to be a series of booms and busts? Well, it doesn't have to be. You know, Warren Buffett said, the, you know, America people in general love to celebrate the comeback story. The guy or gal that made it and lost it all and made it again. Mm-hmm. He said, I like to celebrate the people that made it, never lost it, and kept on doing it. Right? Doesn't that make sense? So what does that take? It takes doing what you don't want to do, which is in everyone's case, essentially putting themselves in a position where they could potentially be rejected. And they're uh, essentially doing the real work of real estate when they don't want to do it, which is, let's just be honest. Virtually all the time. That's right. um, At the highest level. So I can generally speaking, we can get people to do the first two things, not too much work, but then you get, you uh, really get into the weeds with them. Why aren't they getting more results faster? It's because they're not doing it at the highest level. In other words, they're backing off. In other words, they're not actually following through on the entire process. So if you want ever increasing levels of success in your business and personal life, this has to do with finances. This has to do with health. This has to do with spirituality, education, physicality, everything. You have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Julie and I haven't swung kettlebells yet today. We're going to do it though. And we don't want to do it. But when we're out there, we're going to do it to the point where both of us, you know, are absolutely hating kettlebells. And I'm not going to like it ever. Ever. I never feel like doing it. I don't like doing it while I'm doing it. And it's hard for me to do it at the highest level. And yet we do it every day. And why do we do it? it? Because we get results. That's it. That's it. And not just results aesthetically. Like some people think that you just work out because the fact that you can prance around. Exactly. That's not the case. I mean, we don't prance around. The reason that we do it is because we want to keep our bodies healthy because our bodies are, if our, you know, bodies are in sync with our, our potential, our mental ideas of what we can accomplish in life and all these other things start to align as well. And frankly, we've got a little rambunctious nine and a half year old and we have to keep up with her. Yeah. And she keeps on weighing more and more and I like to pick her up. So there's that. Okay. So point number four, successful real estate agents don't judge every single thing that happens as either good or bad. 
Instead, they say, it's too soon to tell. And that irons out the dramatic ups and downs in their business practice, as well as in their day-to-day lives. There's a Swedish proverb which states, worry often gives a small thing, turns a small thing into a big shadow. When you dwell on something, you declare it bad. Successful people are constantly taking action and not getting stuck in the worry of the small things. So two big thoughts on that. First of all, I've never heard anyone ever say the word Swedish proverb, so that's number one, except maybe people in, you know. <laughs> and me. Okay, so number number two, uh, it's the too soon to tell thing, which is really important. Yeah. So whenever you have a really great success, uh, don't over-celebrate it. And whenever you have what you perceive to be a great loss, don't overly mourn it. Just say it's too soon to sell, tell. Why? Because if you're constantly going from the high highs emotionally to the low lows emotionally, which is most of life, then you're going to basically wear yourself out and you're going to lose your gumption. But here's the bigger thought. Um, and now I forget what I was about to say. Well, as you're bringing that back to your brain, I, I remember being guilty of the, it's not, ha- not understanding yet that it's too soon to tell when we would take a really kick-ass listing, especially if we were competing and it'd be like, yes, we have this listing. That's fantastic. And then, okay, it's too soon to tell because now we have to sell it, right? We have to sell it where we priced it or, you know, we had to deal with it. You guys declare things either super good or super tragic because real estate is so full of drama on its face. And sometimes you'll get stuck. Something that was kind of a crappy day in real estate can then become a bad week where you were dysfunctional, you weren't proactive. Then it becomes a bad month. Then it's a bad quarter. Instead say, you know what? Something happened. It's too soon to tell. So here's what I was going to suggest. Um, if we're coaching you personally and Julie, in a second, you talk about who you're looking for. You said you're looking for another three people in your personal schedule. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things we're going to prescribe to all of you is that you have a list of three to five things that you're going to do every single day at the highest level. And generally speaking, these are the things you should be doing in the morning. Um, so what would those things be? For example, you want to have some form of, you know, prescribed physical routine, you want to show overt gratitude towards everyone, and uh, like especially your family. You need to tell everyone in your family you love them and give them a hug. You need to make uh, a certain number of prescribed contacts to decision-making adults about ideally selling real estate, those types of things. So your, your coach would help you work through what those things are that are most important because here's what it does. When you do the three to five things every single day, and you do those you know, day in and day out, does not matter what the weather is, does not matter with anything else that's going on in the world, you will be absolutely stunned and amazed how much less stress you feel because of the fact that you know you did what you were supposed to do that particular day. Like Julie and I are obvious. We do basically everything we just said, but we're going to do a podcast every day. And I may have a couple Zooms every day. Julie might have a few coaching calls every day. We're going to monitor this. We're going to monitor that. Those types of things. We have them all written down and we do them at the end of the day or we do them and we, you know, hold each other accountable. And by the end of the day, you know, you do your things. Yep. Did we do, you know, you do your things. Yep. And we know the accumulation effect of having done long periods of doing what we didn't want to do and we didn't want to do at the highest level. Now, not everything is egregious, but you know, a lot of it is. That's life. That's why it's called work. We, right. We know that over time that really, really pays dividends. What's over time? Most things in life worth having are going to take, <laughs> I even laugh saying this because I remember when I was 30 thinking, why the hell aren't we, you know, <laughs> worth a hundred million. You know, everything in life that's worth doing is going to take usually five or 10 times longer uh, than you actually think it'll be. And it's by design because, for example, if you wanted to have a net worth of $10 million or $20 million and you're all kicking yourself because you're 40 and you haven't done it yet, I know I'm talking like three of you right now, but you still get the idea. Whatever your, you know, your expectation. Whatever expect- your number is. Right. So, you know, you can get there. You just haven't really set the, the time limit. It might take you until you're 60. Who cares? Stay on mission. Get to your goal. 
But that's going to happen faster if you don't stop and start all the time. Right. I can tell you, for example, our most egregious kettlebells, right? If we take three days off, that next day going back is 10 times as hard as it would have been if we just sucked it up buttercup and kept it going, right? You know, I think that's true too. The older you get, not just with physicality stuff, but more also- More so the older you get. I Yeah, more so. Right, yeah, right. So, But I think that's also true with um, really doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do at the highest level Everything. with regards to sales. Definitely. Really, it's so hard. Once you break stride with those three to five things you should be doing every single day. I mean, imagine if you're like all of a sudden you're, you know, you don't show overt appreciation to the people. I love you, Julie. I love you too. If you don't show overt appreciation to people that are most important to you every single day. And, and what's been a year. Right. What, it gets what, weird, doesn't it? What happens to the nature of that relationship with that person? It degrades, right? They start to meander. They start to wander because you have to care and feed the things that matter most to you. Otherwise, you know, you lose them. And that's unfortunately the truth. Like there's a word that all of you have heard before called complacency. You know, complacency obviously means if you start to try to stay stagnant, let's make it, you know, relevant. You're achieved your level of success. You've achieved, I've, you know, you reached the mountaintop as far as what you're going to do in real estate. You've reached the mountaintop of what you're going to do with your family and your finances and your physicality. Now I want you to think about that. Now, maybe some of you think maybe you're like, all my finances are in great order. Okay. So what happens if you stop paying attention to them? What happens if you stop actually over, you know, watching what's going on with your investments or actually doing the workouts when you don't want to do them? You will lose what you have. So what happens is the word complacency, I think, is kind of a weird word because it, 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 it's a word that means something that can't really happen because you can't ever really be complacent. If you try to be complacent, if you think your goal is to be complacent for long periods of time, you will lose what you have. There are no exceptions to that. Why? Because that's how, you know, that's how life is designed. That's how nature is designed. That's how the world's designed. If you stop trying to constantly improve every aspect of your life, you're going to actually lose what you have. You're not going to maintain. You're not going to say, I've reached a certain, you know, altitude or height or level of success. I'm good. Nope, you're not. As soon as you stop trying to improve on wherever you are, you're going to actually fall down faster. And I have to say, in this type of economy, with as fast as, um, you know, all these millennials that are, you know, essentially more competitive than ever, all the use of technology, all the, you know, you may be in, in, in before, like maybe your parents could retire at 65 and they could kind of be complacent and, you know, all's good, but there are no pensions anymore. So you can't be really, you know, complacent with finances and you can't be complacent with anything and, and everything has to constantly be monitored and you constantly have to be improving. That's life. And when you stop, you will lose what you have and eventually you're going to actually start falling back to maybe where you were 10 or 15 years ago. Some of you have experienced that or are experiencing it. You need to put a stop to it because I promise you that slippery slope, the speed's just going to increase. Well put. You can't fight it. Okay. Point number five, successful real estate agents and brokers don't quit when things are hard. They simply don't give up until they find a solution. They are problem solvers, focusing on how to be of service to others at the highest level. Benjamin Franklin said, energy and persistence conquer all things. I, I think about our agents that are embracing the fact that they need to have more listings now than they've had to have in the past, you know, because the market is shifting. I think about somebody like John Walkinshaw in Canada, who is embracing the fact that he needs more listings to do the same or more business as he did last year. Why? Because there are longer days on the market. Some of them need price reductions. It's a longer relationship. So he has to increase his inventory instead of saying, well, I guess it's going to be a slow year. No, he embraces the fact that he's got to be a problem solver at a higher level. When his sellers say, well, 
I'd list, but I don't know where I'm going to sell. He figures out a solution for them to lease back, to do a longer, uh, you know, a longer closing date or to build new construction or to have another solution. He doesn't just say, well, I guess you're right. Maybe we'll try next year. They're problem solvers. That's it. That's the bottom line. By the way, a lot of you guys are brokers, team leaders. You're looking for the next natural step in your path and your success path up the mountain. Uh, we strongly encourage you to take a look at eXp Royalty. Moving over to eXp Royalty in 2019 was one of the smartest moves we've made. And so if you're interested in joining Julie and I at eXp Royalty and you're looking for the right sponsor, someone who's going to be very proactive in your success at eXp Royalty, we are formally applying for the job of being your eXp Royalty sponsors. The easy, there's two paths. If you're just looking, if you're getting ready to get started and looking for information, um, you can uh, just text the letters eXp to 47372. Text the letters EXP to 47372. So if you're, well, you know, you're wondering what's the big deal about EXP? Why is everyone talking about EXP? And there's some great brokerages out there, but Julie and I um, chose to align with EXP. Find out why. Text the letters EXP to 47372. Or if you're ready to join and you're looking for the right sponsor for uh, you and your team or your brokerage, yeah, let's have a conversation. Text me directly in my private cell phone number. Text please at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. Point number six, successful brokers and agents track their key performance indicators. Those are KPIs using whiteboards, using visual accountability. They know what makes them money and what's a waste of time. They're more efficient than the unsuccessful. They know this because they use those vis the visual accountability of whiteboards. That's something that we very specifically teach and coach in Premier Coaching, in Elite Coaching, it's also in the Harris Rules book. It's in virtually every podcast. You've got to track so that you know, are you on track ahead or behind? Hey, you need to go check because I think the FedEx guy is waiting at our door and wants us to sign for something. Point number seven, successful agents and brokers have very specific goals, both short and long term. They have a plan to achieve these goals and they stick to it. Where's your real estate treasure map? Since they have a plan, things are less likely to get in the way of the plan. So let's walk through how basic that is. So when you're setting up goals, there's, you know, generally speaking, people will agree there's five areas of life. There's uh, education. I always forget one of these. Education, financial, spiritual, physical, and family. Oh, I got them all. Now, some people will throw some extras in there, but let's just start out with the basics. First of all, the idea of being in balance is a myth. No one's ever going to be in balance between all five categories. Just doesn't happen. There's not enough time in the day, not enough energy in anybody's body to be imbalanced on all of those things. But I'll share with this other idea with you. At different times of your life, different things are going to be more important to you. So as you grow older, or maybe you're just in a, a period of your life where you want to focus on spirituality, that becomes more of a focus of yours. That's fine. Most of you are at the point in your lives where you really need to focus on finances. So if you're going to be focusing on finances and becoming the best version of yourself as a real estate agent, that means you're probably going to be sacrificing maybe on the spiritual side, to use that as an example. You guys get the point? So stop worrying about whether you're going to be in balance and everything. Start focusing on, foc uh, on the goals that matter most to you. They're going to have the most impact. What we'll strongly encourage all of you to do is to... Um, Get to the point where you're financially free. Get to the point where you're rich. Get to the point where your money's working for you and you no longer have to work for your money. So when you're thinking about goals, accept the fact that you could actually get to the point, again, where you're, you have enough money coming in from passive sources that you no longer have to work for money. The money's working for you. That is the definition of rich, by the way, where your money's working for you and you no longer work for your money. 
when you're setting financial goals, you want to basically start with the end in mind. So what would it take for you to essentially have enough? Uh, what's the dollar amount? Is it 10000 a month that you need to be creating to come in as passive income? Well, then you need to work the plan backwards. We do that a lot with you in coaching. It's going to not just, and the income basically that we would want you to work towards, the passive income could not, this would be a suggested rule we'd set, you know, maybe you'd accept would be it cannot come from a real estate transaction. In other words, it can't come from selling a house. It has to be passive income. That'd be dividend-paying stock. That would be rental property. That'd be investments in other businesses that you don't run. Obviously, it'd be revenue shared EXP realty. Those would be the obvious sources that all of you could easily accomplish in 12 months, depending what your number is. And I again, this is something I want you to internalize this. If you had enough money coming in every single month, and again, I'll stick with the number 10,000. If you had 10,000 coming in every single month that, you know, you didn't have to wake up, you know, for sure 10,000 was coming in and 10,000 was enough for you to pay all your family bills. How would your life not change, right? It would change in every single way. You would be by definition rich where your money was working for you. You no longer had to work for your money. So if you're looking to set goals, I'll suggest to you that the greatest gift you can give to the future you know, version of you and your family, assuming you have a family you're taking after, is to get to that uh, level of accomplishment as fast as possible. I will promise you this, and I there will not be a single person on this podcast, and there's tens of thousands of you that listen every day, that will argue with what I'm about to say. The older version of you, the older version of you, the one thing that I can guarantee you the older version of you will be the most proud of having you having accomplished won't be the awards, won't be the plaques, won't be the accolades, won't be the, anything that maybe you're putting your efforts towards now. It won't be your branding or your number of YouTube videos. It'll be the fact that you were able to make yourself rich where you had enough money coming in passively that you no longer had to work for money. That will be the greatest gift you can give to yourself. That is it. So if you want to know what the goal of your business should be, it's to make profit. That's your product. And with that product, then the profit, you reinvest it into things that will make you passive income. The future version of you will be so extraordinarily happy that the present version of you, listen to this podcast and actually did something with that thought that you will not be able to, you won't believe it. Now, when you get there, many of you can get there depending on what your monthly number is in less than 12 months if you follow our plan. Um, you know, it's not that hard. And then what you do is you continue to sell real estate and with the money you make from selling real estate, you reinvest that. And guess what? You start compounding your wealth and you even have more money coming in. So first goal is to have enough money coming in that you cover all your personal overhead. Then you have enough money coming in that you can then invest that money. And then the rest of the money that comes in, you can start playing with that money, having fun with it, not worrying about whether it's quote unquote wasting money. You guys get it conceptually? You don't have to wait until you're old and gray to accomplish this goal. You can do this within 12 months, depending on what your monthly overhead is, right? 12 months, 24 months, 36 months. But take it seriously. Don't procrastinate. That is the point of real estate. Isn't that why you got into real estate in the first place? To be free. To be free. Some of you have migrated past that thought. You've got convoluted. You've gotten distracted. But I guarantee you, every single person listening, the point of getting your real estate license was to achieve that freedom. That is what we work towards in coaching. The first rung of that is making your income consistent and predictable and duplicatable. That way you have the opportunity to invest. Your wealth is not going to come from the next transaction or from doing that big mythical luxury transaction that you'll have someday. It's coming from the consistency of ironing out your income ups and downs 
so that you can have something to invest. And then those investments become your passive income going forward. That's what coaching, I can't say all coaching, but that's what our coaching really is working you towards. That's what our focus is. It's really, it's teaching guys to be powerful listing agents than helping you work towards being financially free. Because guys, what is a better gift to your future version of you than that? You know, five years from now, 10 years from now, when you don't have to work for money anymore, your money is working for you. Uh, what is better than that? That and taking care of your health so you can enjoy it. Yeah, And exactly. you're set. Right. Henry Ford once said, obstacles are those frightful things that you see when you take your eyes off the goals. So consider all of this as you guys are deciding which path you're going to be taking moving forward. So two homework assignments, you choose which one is for you. Um, you can join Premier Coaching. Just click the link below. Obviously, uh, do some self-discovery on eXp. I gave you the path forward on that. And yes, Julie is still considering accepting a couple coaching clients. If you think you're a good fit to be in Julie's schedule, we talked to you guys about that yesterday, but you can text me directly at 512-758-0206. And that's if, and just text me, let me know you would like to be considered to be in Julie's schedule. She is expensive. She is picky. Just telling you. So what you're going to be doing is you're going to send me a little bio on yourself and then provided that, frankly, I like what I read, then I'm going to be sending you over to Julie and you guys will discover or you guys will have a you know one-on-one call, a sort of a pre-qualifying each other. Mm-hmm. And if she likes you and you like her, then you guys will be considered for her schedule. It's that simple. She And our coaching clients, uh, especially Julie's coaching clients, we absolutely positively need great coaching clients because they're the ones that keep us frosty and keep us informed of what's going on all over the market. That's you guys right. want to know why we have or where we get our unfair advantage of advantage from knowing what's going on in the markets. It's not from reading all the reports. It's no. not reading from reading Altos data or real tra- real trends. It's from talking to our amazing coaching clients, which are in some of the most competitive markets across the country. So yes, if you're interested in being in Julie's schedule, text me directly at 512-758-0206. Anything else you'd like to say to these guys, Jules? Get to work. Don't delay. <laughs> That's right. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.